Hart and Dominic Steele, and thanks for joining us. In a moment, we're going to be talking about Amazing Place, a biblical theology of geography with Matthew Sleeman. He's a lecturer in New Testament at Oak Hill Theological College in London. Before we get to Matthew, though, just a couple of things. We'd like your help in getting the word out on The Pastor's Heart. Uh, you could share us on Facebook. You could, uh, you could just email a friend and tell us about tell them about us uh, and this ministry and how it could be useful to them. Uh, you can subscribe to The Pastor's Heart. Uh, the way to do that is just type into your browser bit.ly slash thepastorsapple if you're on an Apple device. If you're on an Android device, it's bit.ly slash thepastorsandroid. Or if you'd like to subscribe to our YouTube channel, it's bit.ly slash thepastorsyoutube. Uh, we'd love it if you could financially help us out. Um, there's three of us or four of us work on this ministry and the other three of them uh, get paid for it. And uh, we do really rely on your support. Uh, if you want to help us out, it's bit.ly slash thepastorspatreon. Now, Matthew Sleeman, very good to see you. Great to be here with you, Dominic. It's a long time since 1994 and first-year theological college and we, we sitting there, next to each other. We were there together at Moore College. <laughs> yeah. I, was, um, I used to say to people, um, I would sit there and say, what was that? And he would say, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I had a massive Apple computer that I used to carry, yeah. a, a classic, yeah. and just sit and type notes. Yeah. Could, could you see the front? I That's right. <laughs> Matthew actually came from the UK and arrived the morning of the first lecture, jet lagged. <laughs> That's right. Now, you'd been in Australia, though, before doing a PhD on geography. That's right. I'm a human geographer. So uh, before that time at Moore College, I conducted some research uh, towards a PhD looking at Aboriginal citizenship in South Australia. So Aboriginal politics in one small community. Fell in love with an Australian girl? I did. We met in a library and she was the best finding of my research. And she lived in Sydney, so you yep. felt the call to study theological <laughs> theology in Sydney. <laughs> the only call I could have at the time. <laughs> and um, since then, you've done another PhD in place... Yes, so I then trained for ordination in the Church of England and uh, after my curacy I got the chance to go to Moore College and do a PhD through London University uh, looking at the Book of Acts mm -hmm. and Jesus' ascension into heaven and the difference that it makes for believers on earth for Jesus to be in heaven. Right. Now I'm going to come back to that okay. in a moment. But, uh, the pastor's heart, what's God been doing on your heart recently? Well, before coming to Sydney, I was in Keswick in the Lake District in England mm -hmm. for the convention. A great week of teaching with Ray Auckland, uh, looking at Romans 8. And I think what work, what working on me in, from that is Romans 8, 28, mm -hmm. that all things work for the good of those who love God and called according to his purpose. How, how does that land for you at the moment? I'm a kind of anxious kind of guy, and I guess there's pastors out there who sometimes suffer with that kind of thing, one or two maybe. Mm -hmm. And or, just, or many, many, or many. many, many. <laughs> and just that reminder that all things are working together, not just thrown together, but working together for the good of the gospel and the good of those who are in the gospel. And that includes little anxious old me. And I'm really thankful for mm. that. Now, biblical theology of place. What is place, first of all? Well, we might think about a place as just a point on the map. Mm -hmm. I'd say, no, it's more than that. We might think of it just as scenery, 
that happens around us, the real events of history. I want to say no, it's more than that. It's more than a container that we live our lives in. Rather, we are made by place day by day. Have you lived in Australia all your life? Mm, well, since I was four. Okay, so yeah. Australia has made you, many yeah. places in Australia. I've spent some time here, some time in other places. I'm made by those places. Mm -hmm. And also we make places. If you came to my house, you'd see something of my fingerprints all mm -hmm. over it. If I came to yours, it'd be the same. Yeah. So the, the kind of lives we live, the kind of people we are, is shaped by the places we are. And then those places become a canvas that, that we paint ourselves onto. Mm -hmm. And at that point, I think places is much more interesting than just a dot on the map, a latitude and a longitude. Rather, it's a place for, for ministry, for discipleship, and for living for Jesus, who's Lord of all places. Now, everything you've just said, except for the last sentence, you could say as a secular geographer, but then you, I think, or not. I think you're right. The secular geographer would not say Jesus is Lord of all places. No. Yeah. Yeah. So how does your Christian mind come to bear on what you've just said? Yeah. Okay, I don't know if you remember when I said about Romans 8.28, yeah. I talked about all things working together. Mm -hmm. There's a, a present-day geographical idea of things being thrown together. Mm -hmm. People talk about thrown-togetherness. We'd look at the city of Sydney and there are millions of people, moment by moment, throwing together mm. their lives in a way that we can't get our hands on to. What Romans 8.28 would say is there's a working-togetherness. Mm -hmm. That in the midst of cities such as Sydney, God is at work changing people's lives, bringing his kingdom into play, growing his churches, and there's that working togetherness. If geography literally is writing the earth, geography, then what kind of geography is the gospel writing in our day and age? Mm. Places can be sweet and sour. Yep, definitely, and often at the same time. As different people are, are trying to build their particular project in exactly the same place at the same time, you can think of world wars, that's pretty pretty sour. You can think of the sweetness of a holiday, a beautiful sunset, the place you've hoped to be all year, that'll be sweet. And of course those two can overlay in surprising ways. Or a coffee shop could be the scene of a romance and a divorce. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah places are, are complex and we're never away from them. Mm -hmm. What's a biblical theology of place? I mean, as, as soon as I say yeah. that I think of God's people under God's rule in God's place. But you want to take it from there? <laughs> I want to take it on from there. So when we were at Moore College, Graham mm. Goldsworthy was mm. the flavour of the month and I'd hear a lot of talk. You'd hear a lot of talk. He's still a hero of mine. <laughs> well, let, let's, let's give honour where honour yeah. is due. Uh, we, we'd hear about salvation, uh, let me get it right, salvation history. history. Yep. And under my breath, you probably wouldn't hear this, i go, and geography. So salvation history and you would be whispering from the third row. And geography. So what's salvation geography? Salvation geography isn't something that's extra. It's not that you've got salvation history and I'm trying to come in with something extra. Rather, if we think left foot and right foot, when we walk, both of them are in play. History and geography always move together. So you've got that in that, in that Genesis 12 statement. Mm -hmm. What's your statement again, God's? Well, God's people under God's rule in God's place. So in God's place and, and moving through time and through places. We can think of uh, Abraham building mm -hmm. altars. We can think of the Old Testament people of God. We can project that through to Jesus taking our place on the cross and to Jesus returning 
when he comes again to earth mm -hmm. to, to bring in the new heavens and the new earth. Mm -hmm. there's, there's a rich geography that runs through that, that runs through our cities and our villages and the places where you and I live as disciples and where ministry happens. So does it matter where it act I mean does it matter where a particular thing happened? What you got in mind? Well, well um, Caesarea Philippi. The Caesar does it matter that that exchange happened um, who do people say that I am in Caesarea Philippi as opposed to in Capernaum? It could happen anywhere. I don't think Jesus is compelled. I've got to wait till I get to Caesarea Philippi before I can pop the Caesarea Philippi question. Uh -huh. But the fact that it does happen there might give it extra colour, amplification. As you're surrounded there by that first century supermarket of ideas mm -hmm. and Jesus stands up there and says, who am I? Mm -hmm. The contrast with his surroundings that sharpens the impact of the question and the consequences of the answer. If Jesus is the son of the living God in Caesarea Philippi, a place that's named after Caesar, then suddenly Jesus' lordship gets a little extra light shone on it. Mm -hmm. So place does matter, but he could say it in other places as well. He's, mm. not, he's not bound by place. Mm. Have you found, as you've thought about place, your reading of the New Testament become richer in particular ways? I think it does. I mean, my, my second PhD was on the book of Acts, mm -hmm. and we're used to the maps of Acts. Yep. And for years when I grew up as a kid, I, I was a Bible nerd kid. I went to Sunday school and Crusaders. I was on the, the Bible knowledge team. But the book of Acts was a little bit confusing. Uh, you know, all those places, yep. do I really have to understand mm -hmm. that? But actually seeing how the gospel plays out, we think of the book of Acts, the word growing, the word increasing. Yep. Uh, just somewhere like Ephesus, when Demetrius the silversmith says, hang on a moment, this is ruining my place. This is ruining my, my business. Yeah. My <laughs> business and, and my place and, and the whole economic infrastructure could go down with mm -hmm. this. He's got a sense there of salvation geography. Uh, he, he's got a clear sense of what's going to happen that, that uh, his trade is going to be outlived by this gospel. And so, yes, I think places do matter when we read through scripture. And a, and a sensitivity to place will bring them to life. Mm. Do you think, as evangelicals, we've, uh, I'm guessing you're going to say yes. This is a bit of a Dorothy Dick <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll try and say yes, but do me the question first. Do you think, as evangelicals, we've actually not had enough emphasis on place? Yes. <laughs> Would you like me to say a little bit more? Why? <laughs> I think because we've rightly been concerned with history. We want the gospel to land in history. We want Jesus to be a real person, funnily enough, in a real place, mm. but a, a place a long time ago. Yeah. And our focus rightly on Jesus, our eyes track him and we track him to heaven. And suddenly the, the angels speak to the disciples looking up into heaven and say, don't look up into heaven anymore. Go, go back into mm -hmm. Jerusalem. And they're back in their place. And we've just got to keep our eyes on what, on, on not only the history, but also the geography of what's going on next. They proclaim Christ crucified, resurrected, ascended, returning as judge. But they do so in particular places and they call the people of those places. So I'm always thinking about place as peopled mm -hmm. and people as placed. You and I don't ever exist outside of a place. Yeah. So from the womb to the tomb, we're in a place. Yeah. Uh, so we can't escape that. And how is it, how, I mean, we'll come back to Acts in a minute mm -hmm. and 
and the the the, the question about um, our emphasis on places we read the Bible. But just how are how are you different to me by the places you've been associated with? I guess I sound different to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, do I? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So in my voice, I'm different to you. Um, in our bodies, we might be different in how places have beaten us up. Yeah. Um, also, the outlook we have is shaped by our place. Getting here today, I had to ask my way. Yeah. Whereas for you, this would just be the back of your hand. Yeah. So for me, I'm in a strange place. You're in a familiar place. That then has an emotional reaction for me that's different to yours. You feel at home. I might feel on edge. So my whole... The cameras help. The cameras help and the bright lights, but no one need know about those. But our whole person has shifted. If we are souls who are embodied, if we're embodied souls who are then situated in a culture, in a society, our places are at work on us all the time. Mm. Uh, Even down to... You've got that rough bit of skin on your hand where your pen... Yeah. It's rubbed away. Yeah. You know, just as the way the things we hold can shape us. So the places rub us away, change our hearts, give our hearts things that we desire and long for, things that we fear. And just as we would want to bring our hearts under the gospel, so too within that, the places that we're shaping and shaped by, to see those under the lordship of Christ. Okay. Back to the book of Acts. Yeah. 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 Um, Tell us about the significance of place there. When you turn to Jesus as Lord, so if you're Cornelius or one of those people packed into his house and you hear Peter in Acts 10 say, Jesus is Lord, you are living in another Caesarea, a different one, another place where Caesar will be Lord. But how are you going to live then as a Christian centurion Mm -hmm. or the servant of a Christian centurion? Or if you're the Philippian jailer, what does it mean the next day to be a Christian Philippian jailer? Do you have to quit? Mm. Or do you run your prison in a different way? Yeah. There's, there's a hundred questions there that just bubble up the next day when you unlock the cells. Yeah. Do you treat people differently? Do you whip them as hard as you used to? Those kind of things are complicated. Yeah. Uh, those, those guys in the book of Acts are embedded in relationships in their place. And the gospel calls them to live for Jesus. In the same way, you and I are embedded and entangled in our situations. If we're thinking about pastors, we are pastoring people whose networks extend far beyond our gatherings into real-life situations where they might face all sorts of consequences for standing for Christ. Big consequences, little consequences, positives, negatives. Mm -hmm. Place matters in the book of Acts, and it matters for us as well. Mm. Does that help the yeah, book yeah, of Acts? Yeah. How do you think people have left that out? Where, where do you see that missing? Yeah. I think sometimes we reduce the gospel to just a message about when we die. I think that can be a temptation. What's my get-out-of-judgment unscathed card? Mm-hmm. And we've probably seen that in different ways as people have come to Christ... They've grown beyond that understanding to see his call upon their life, or they haven't, and some of them have dropped away. Mm -hmm. Now, having an understanding of place at that point and my place in it, if I am living for Jesus, I look around in a different way. 
I think about the habits I'm involved in, the rhythms I engage in, day by day, week by week, year by year. Perhaps the way I celebrate Christmas with my family changes now that I'm a Christian. Yeah. Uh, perhaps the way I relate with work colleagues has to shift. My work practices have got to change. Yeah. Certainly I've got to join this strange group of people called a church. Yeah. Have I really got to do that? Mm. What's that going to mean? Yeah. That, that's where place begins to yeah. get shaped. Uh, and and if, if it's just a get-out-of-jail card, then life can go on as usual. Yeah. But I don't think that's the full depth of the gospel. If we're called to be new creations and that new creation reality is breaking in now, if you and I are meant to grow in godliness, if our churches are meant to be stronger next year in our hope in the Lord Jesus and in the gospel than yep. this year, then things have got to shift. And, and our places will be both instruments of that and arenas where it can happen yep. and must happen. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. What about Jesus and the place that Jesus both was and is? <laughs> so Jesus, becoming a human being... Yeah, comes into a place. Comes into a place. He's got this fleshy stuff. He dies on a cross in a place and rises from the dead in this flesh. Yeah. And in that sense, he's not uh, lost it. You know, when he ascends into heaven, it doesn't burn off at a certain altitude. He doesn't discard his flesh on a Judean hillside. Mm -hmm. But rather he is still a human being. He's still that second Adam who we are bound to. And so what is the measure of being human? It's not you. It's not me. It's not anyone in power in this world. It's the man, Jesus Christ, ruling at the right hand of God in the midst of his enemies. Psalm 110, 1 and 2. That Jesus now is ruling... And Jesus will return to judge. That's why Jesus matters. He's the measure of humanity. Why does it matter where he is now? Because he's not here. Mm -hmm. Because we don't have to queue up to get on the plane and fly to Jerusalem to meet him. We don't get Jesus in bread and wine somehow reduced to that or sitting on his mother's lap as a baby. We have Jesus as the crucified and resurrected and ascended Lord at the right hand of God. And if you said to Stephen, just before he stoned, why does it matter that Jesus is there? I think he'd give us a host of answers. He'd say it's because salvation, history and geography points to him. And he's standing ready to judge and ready to return. And that puts this whole world on notice. That the secular that you spoke about is, is haunted by his presence, it's hunted by the claims that he would make of his lordship, and it is on notice, it's limited, he will return. That matters. Mm. Jesus being in heaven matters now. He prays for us, mm. he intercedes for us. He's the one to whom we're joined by the Spirit. He sends the Spirit so that great distance is not a, a distance that is a, a distance of absence without relationship, but a distance where absence is, is, is bridged by the Spirit's work in our hearts and what, drawing us to Him. What changes with the increasing digitalization of the world? You know, the, just um, that, that I now can work from home in the yeah. way that I could work. Yeah. I, didn't, I don't need to be in the place. I can, I can everything do so much from so many different parts of the world. I think everything and nothing. Right. We're, <laughs> we're still the same people. 
Uh, I don't own a mobile phone. We've had trouble getting hold of each other. <laughs> That's true. I mean, to be here today is a major achievement. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to be here together, more yeah. so. Uh, so the fact that I don't... Life is harder these days yeah. on a digital device, but it's the same life. And just as uh, that guy, I can't remember who it was now, said there's not one square inch over which Jesus doesn't say it's mine. Yeah. Do you remember yeah. who that was? Yeah. No, we both forgot. No, I've forgotten. You know, you know the guy. <laughs> That's a good quote. <laughs> okay, good quote. There's not one pixel. Yeah. There's not one digital trace over which Jesus doesn't say he's Lord. So we've not got this extra digital space that's somehow beyond still, Jesus. It's still his place. It's still his place. When, when the claim goes out from Peter to Cornelius, Jesus is Lord of all, it includes those digital spaces. Uh-huh. What are the challenges, though, in the digital age, in the digital place? The challenges are godliness. The opportunities are godliness. The challenges and mission, the opportunities and mission, uh, you'd know yourself. I mean, your own work through media. Yeah. There's great things that you can do through technology. Yeah. There's a limit to them. Any technology has got affordances, things it can do, and constraints. And I guess you're constantly bringing those under the Lordship of Christ mm. and saying, am I using this technology in a way that honours him, that serves his purposes? If you think about 1 Corinthians 6, our bodies are not our own. We were bought at a price. In the same way, our digital devices are not our own. Mm. Our technologies are not our own. They're, they're, they're gifts to us, entrusted to us. Mm-hmm. We're stewards. Mm. Um, we're answerable to a Lord for them. Mm. Uh, that's the nature of those digital spaces as well. They're there to delight in and to enjoy. They'll, they'll bring us sweet and sour, as you said, mm. but all under the Lordship of Christ. Okay. Um, what is it? Sliding doors. Um, oh, that film. In the film. Yep. You've got two yeah. sliding doors. Yeah. You're a man with two PhDs, one in a secular geography, one in Christian thinking geography. Yeah. And what if you'd not done either of those PhDs? Ooh. I mean, how would you be thinking about life differently? How does the, or, or really, how has this extra thinking you've done about place changed your life? <laughs> I think if you, if you knew me over the years, people watching this would be laughing and going, oh, he's talking about place again. Uh, yeah, the, the, the one trick pony. Yeah. Uh, I, I like to think I'm a little bit more than, than that, but it, it is the one thing that's run for me through the decades. Yeah. Uh, so I, yeah, I, I think when I come somewhere like Sydney, I, I delight in it as a place, just getting here today and moving through the city, watching what is going on. It's made you more me. attentive of the place. It's made me more attentive, uh, more thankful. Uh, hopefully more engaged. I, I, I think it just adds life. Uh, and, and in that life is, is life in, in this fallen created world that as life is added, so is the need for the gospel mm-hmm. to, to, to live that life for Christ. What would I have done otherwise? No, 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 Another New Testament theological college lecturer you yeah. know, who hasn't yeah. sh- shown the interest in place. How does he view the world differently to the way you do? Yeah. Well, I guess he, or we could say she. she. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think a good New Testament lecturer will get there because the New Testament happens in place and time. Mm-hmm. So just they'll be a good historian, they'll be attentive to place. So I look at my colleagues at Oak Hill College who teach New Testament mm-hmm. and haven't got 
geography PhDs. They're not Which that, is most of the rest which of, is them. Most of them. They're not that impoverished. Yeah. It, because the gospel, the Bible, invites us to inhabit the place. Yeah. So I, I think I, I just got there through a particular way, right. yeah. but not the only way to get there. Yeah. How does thinking about place change my evangelism? Has it changed your evangelism? I think if we think of Jesus saying, go and catch people, mm -hmm. go and be fishers of people, if you're a fisher person, got to be careful with the gender inclusive <laughs> language here, haven't you? If you're a fisher person, you've got to find some water. Mm -hmm. you, you can't fish on land. And then the kind of water you've got will influence what kind of fishing you do. So I'm standing in a quiet stream in southern England. I can fly fish. Mm -hmm. I just drop a, a fly across the surface of still water. If I'm standing out on the north heads of Sydney, that's not going to work. Mm. I'm probably going to drown. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to take a different approach yeah. there. So I think a sensitivity to place doesn't change the gospel, but changes how we live and how we land the gospel. I think one thing it does for me is it makes me ask questions. I'm travelling here on a bus, I'm looking out the window, I'm asking myself questions about the place. How does this place work? Mm. What's it like to live here? Mm. What, what, what are the desires of the people here? What are the fears mm. that they've got? And, and suddenly there are hooks in those questions that the gospel can both subvert, you're not going to get your desires met in that way, Jesus is the only one who will fulfil that, and not only subvert, but also will fulfil it, will bring the true fulfilment of what you long for. So we can suddenly look at, at the places we're in and think, what are the people here desiring for? And then bring those desires to the gospel. There's several steps going on there. Mm. It's not an easy task, but it's a real one, a real life mm. situation for us. In, in your first PhD, you looked at an Aboriginal community, yep. um, an Australian Indigenous community. Yeah. Um, uh, you must have thought about the gospel coming to that community, which is vastly different to a city community like our one. You're right, vastly different. It was a community of 120 Aboriginal guys. I was the only non-Aboriginal guy there. Uh, soon as they knew I was from England, oh, Captain Cook mob. Uh, <laughs> and you find yourself saying sorry for all sorts of things. Mm. But when I arrived there, I had a year for field work for my PhD. And I remember thanking God that he brought me to this place where I was, I was just there to live, to get to know people. Uh, a great opportunity. Mm. People who are different from me, but the same as me. Very different life mm. experiences, but the same heart, the same need for Jesus. And, yeah, a, a great delight in being in a place like that. Yeah. Challenges, but delight. Yeah, that's great. Matthew, thanks very much for coming and sharing Thank with you. us this afternoon. Thanks for having me. My guest this afternoon has been Matthew Sleeman, Matthew, a lecturer in the New Testament at Oak Hill Theological College. Hey, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, we would love it if you could hop over to the Apple Podcasts app and give us a rating and review. That helps us in the rankings and lets other people discover the pastor's heart. And again, if you are able to help us out by being a financial partner, go to our Patreon link, patreon.com slash the pastor's heart.